<laughs> I'm thinking it's all woo woo and cool, <laughs> mystical. Oh goodness. Okay, right. Okay. Well, we're we're just live here, so we can stop our pickles. I'm the Zenith, as always, and my lovely, beautiful guest today is the lovely Tracy Wedit, as in get Wedit. Um, thing. So, um, just a little bit about Tracy. Tracy is the creator of Transmosis Healing, which is a way of clearing and transmuting energies that hold us back. Um, she's also the co-author of the free ebook, uh, The Maggie Within, Unlocking the Gifts to Inner Self. Tracy is a spiritual healer, a multidimensional balancer, Reiki master. She is trained in access consciousness bars, uh, uh, Data healing, wand healing, absolutely amazing. Um, and on top of that, she's such a lovely, warm, bubbly personality. So really looking forward to getting to understand what all of these are, and especially as a healer myself. I'm always interested in developing and furthering my healing ability and um, understanding new ways in which I can help and assist in the, in the, the healing process. So Tracy, a very, very warm welcome to the show. It's it's lovely to have you on. As I was just saying to you earlier, I was listening to one of your recent interviews and it was just all these checklists, you know, Saint-Germain and all these uh, great white brotherhood and all that sort of stuff, which is something I'm really interested in myself. So yeah. just lovely, lovely to hear from you. Lovely to have you on. And um, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you. Me too. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. Oh, brother. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just laughing because we were having a bit of a um, laugh at one of Tracy's experiences there. Um, and it is strange because I've had a not a, a similar experience like that, but I experienced when I'm driving and I thought, oh my God, why is this happening when I'm driving? This is so dangerous, you know? Right. right. Listen, we have no control over these experiences, but we'll, we'll get talking about that. So Tracy, um, like I was talking to you obviously just before the broadcast went live and I know that you this all kicked off you around the 80s but I'm kind of wondering what led you down that path of um, getting interested in this stuff in this healing you know and, and, and knowing that you could do it and understanding that you had an ability or a gift within you that you could take and start develop I didn't know I had it. You know, it's kind of like a fish in water. You don't know you're in water. You don't know you're intuitive. You don't know that yeah. you have some gifts to offer the world. Um, but I lived in Virginia at the time, Northern Virginia, and a friend said, hey, you should come meet Diet," And she's just this mom in the neighborhood. And she did reflexology on my feet, you know, massaging the feet and touching yeah. the nerve endings. And I remember she pushed on the pituitary point of my big toe. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, you got it. That's it, right? And she offered a group, a Sunday night group, and we would study A Course in Miracles. So mm -hmm. as we went to her house every Sunday night, you know, I don't know if you've studied A Course in Miracles, but A Course in Miracles is I, like spiritual psychotherapy. It ruins your... I have it on my to-do list. I, I have a num I have a book as list as long as you are. I need to get through that. But I've literally just finished the book. It took me about two years to get through. It was a, a channeling book. Um, and I'm, I'm still kind of come back over this philosophy, um, which people have been studying for 20, 30 years. So, but of course, in miracles is high, high on my list because it touches on the same sort of subjects as this kind of philosophy. So, it definitely um, yeah. changes you. Definitely. Mm -hmm. 
definitely changes you because you think you're in charge, you know, you've got an ego and a personality and you think you're in charge, but actually you're not. <laughs> it's actually the divine, the Dharma is in charge. And so I'd go to her house every Sunday night. And, and when she passed like about five years ago, I realized, oh my gosh, she was my first teacher. But um, she suggested that I take Reiki. So I went in Fairfax, Virginia, I went to a Reiki one seminar and the thing that I've learned, and I'm just naturally drawn to it. For some reason, I just like energy work. And yeah. so um, I guess it's just because I maybe I'm etheric. Maybe I came from the angelic realm. I really don't know. I really don't. I, I, you know, I like fairies. I like anything with wings, you know, all that. But there's just something about the divine. I'll just call it the divine because, some, you know, I don't want to offend or exclude anyone and be separate. But you know, it's God, creator, source, divine flow is channeling. Someone told me I do chinning. I'm like, what is that? And that's like when you go up to get the information. It's not like channeling where it comes down. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. So I took Reiki and, and uh, I think it was very helpful. And then they say, if you don't use it, you lose it. And I hadn't used it really. I hadn't been practicing on people. And so about 10 years later, I took it again and I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't need to take it again. <laughs> I took Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 again. And I took Reiki 2 again. So I learned some more symbols. But in the meantime, I found this program called Creative Wellness. And, you know, you asked me what, how this, why I'm into all this stuff. I think that, <clears throat> I think we're guided. I think we have a path and I think that we're guided. And I've been guided all along if I look back. I can see how I've been, how spirit has divinely guided me. Um, worked at the Washington Center for Attitudinal Healing, which is in Washington, D.C., and it was working with people who had families that were terminally ill. And so we would work with families, the, the caregivers, and just, and just hold space and be there for them. And it is somewhat based upon A Course in Miracles because it had principles of healing and such. And I remember I was scheduled to be the facilitator of chapter 11 or the 11th principle or whatever. And it was like, death need not be viewed as fearful. I'm like, okay, I can do this. And I'm reading all about it just to figure out what to do for the group facilitation thing. And my father passed away. I was oh, like, whoa. And I remember seeing in my dream, I remember seeing Pegasus with wings. And okay. I remember the facilitator of the Washington Center for Attitudinal Healing said, wow, that's a really powerful dream, not knowing what she meant. And then my father passed. And so the group was very, very silent. You know, they're like very tender with my feelings. I'm like, you guys, it's okay. <laughs> Death can need I, not leave you. Can I just ask, um, maybe, maybe you elaborated on this dream of Pegasus. Do you think it was symbolic of your father's passing, but you know, because it's a winged horse, it was his ascension then into, you know, the, the higher realms or whatever. So I'm thinking it's a metaphysical uh, or not a metaphorical dream that you had. I think so. I, I don't mm. know. I didn't know what it meant. Um, I mean, that would be, I think of horse power. I think of spirit. I think of flying. Mm. And that's all it was, was just a white horse. And I think that if you look at symbology, maybe through the tarot and things like that, a white horse kind of can portend death. 
but I didn't know that at the time. Mm. You know, it's so amazing how spirit gives us gifts and we don't realize it's a gift. Um, maybe until after, or at least that's how it works for me. I'll have an experience and then later in life, maybe a week or two later, all of a sudden it happens. Like one time, I don't know why this is coming up, but I'll just share that I dreamed of a room and someone was walking me through this room and showing me around. I was like, okay. The very next day I was on a job interview and we walked into that room and she was showing me around. So I can't conjure intuition. It just sort of comes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I would have a lot of those dreams, maybe not so much um, like so specific, but, and they're sometimes they're in dream format, but most of the time, the messages that I receive are just before you wake up. It's that state where you know that you're not dreaming, but you're not fully conscious and you're just experiencing this. And then you wake up and go, oh, okay, right, okay, I'm awake. That was thing. And it's generally a message or uh, somebody comes, whatever, or something like that anyway. I've, I've, been, <laughs> I've been slapped in my dream. <laughs> I kind of I felt the the presence of those around me. I was like, okay, this is lovely and it's beautiful. The next thing I got a slap in the face. Wow. And, um, yeah, I was like, what did you do that for? And they were like, wake up. I was like, right, okay. So I woke up. I thought if I slept in for work and I checked, no. And then I was like, okay, wake up. Wake up to the illusion that is all kind of around you, that you're more than just this body. So a lot of the time I would get maybe not quite as impactful as that, but that's why i'm kind of interested generally not so much dreams but more just in that state where you kind of know that you're not quite dreaming well there's the sleeping dreams and then there's the waking dream like you're in life like we're in a dream right now apparently yeah yeah and, yeah. and you can get messages from spirit from god the divine however you want to term it um through animals through you know people in the grocery store say something yeah. and you're like, Oh my God, thank you for that message. You didn't realize yeah. that you just got a message. <laughs> I got one, right? It's practical divinity. It's really yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. I think that we are so loved and we don't even realize it, how loved yeah. we are. And what you if, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to share a story. This is meant to be you and your <laughs> podcast, but just when you're talking about that, this is not something that I've mentioned before, but, you know, when I was in Peru and we had a couple of guides and I was kind of into this. And one of my one of my guides, you know, the people who ferry you about and take you on these expeditions, he was asking me all these strange questions over a period of days, like, you know, um, do you think there's life on other planets out there? And I'm yeah, you know, the strange guy asked me about this, but I was kind of like, of course there is, but I can't tell him, you know, all this thing, because he's just this guy from Peru, this indigenous guy. He's asked me all these strange questions. I can't remember now. And, like we're talking about the history of the Amazon jungle and he was saying like imagine what this place was like before you know thing can you really imagine it and all anyway I thought I was kind of the one who was you know going well yeah I kind of know about all this stuff ancient uh civilizations and all that sort of stuff and I just thought I was imparting a little bit of information but on the final day that we were due to leave um I was kind of slinging about in this hammock and we weren't doing anything I'm saying myself and my wife um and we just said, look, you go off and do whatever you want. We don't need you today. So I, we were just kind of hanging back. And I seen the guy passing um, sort of with an eyesight or almost in the corner of my eye off to go and do something. 
bird watch or something and he was smiling and I says but he just something about it I mean, he can't see me from where I am why is he smiling as if he could see me uh, that's kind of stuck in my mind and then everything that he was talking about went through my mind and then it clicked to me he was my guide he because there was times there that like that he was just completely disinterested he was talking about football or something like that there and then there was times where I realized there was questions that were directed to me and that's when it dawned on me and I got this epiphany this realization oh my god that was my guide come in in some way I don't understand it but sorry for thing I just I just wanted no, to bring so on cool. that's way yeah. cool yeah so it was, it's I know I, I've never shared this with this but I'm not really in contact with him in contact with somebody else but he probably I don't know I don't know how I would respond to it but it was just when you were saying there that people somehow give you messages and I truly believe that whatever way that happened that these messages or these things were there to try and see kind of where I am at or to try I don't know but that's when it dawned on me he was my guide in the physical sense but he was also my guide in the metaphysical sense for that period of time I love that I've heard that you know the ascended masters is just can embody a body and yeah. and help you along your way that's beautiful yeah. what a yeah. gift I know I'm sorry this is meant to be your interview I just no, thought no, I'd I love it. It's co-creation at its finest. It's great. It's all good because yeah. it's so nice to talk to like-minded people so that you can actually yeah. share. We talked about that earlier. I call them weird experiences, but you're right. They are just natural, but they, when we're, um, when something happens outside of the matrix, like out yes. of the norm, out of the belief systems, that's when we think it's weird or it's a miracle when everything is just natural as it is. Yeah. Um, we i feel everybody else knows what they're doing and i don't <laughs> everybody else has got the answer you're right and that's why it is important that we share our experiences that we connect with people who are of the same vibration of the same mindset because at the minute we are separate in our own minds we don't have this great gift of telepathy i guess um which we can understand what someone is feeling we can communicate on feelings, um, you know, obviously on deeper levels. So at the presently, and especially because we come into this human form, we're kind of locked, we're separate in our own mind. So our only kind of form of communication is through um, talking. And it's hard to, unless you kind of know exactly what someone's doing, you know, what, who they are and what they are, it's hard to breach that barrier, you know, to get that confidence and that trust to speak out and say, look, I'm this person, I've had these experiences because you could be quite rightly ridiculed and yeah. then it causes you to clam up inside and not to share that so while we through interviews like this and connections you know we're, we're helping to, for me anyway uh, we're, we're helping to create this kind of bubble of consciousness that you know we're ultimately going to grow and expand in the world so i just love that you're someone who's had these experiences and someone who um, can really relate to that, you know, and, and I just, I'm just excited, I guess, just to, to yeah. be able to. Well, <clears throat> I think that what you and I are doing in this moment, really, if we think about it, is that we're contributing to consciousness. We're helping to expand it because someone else listening or whatever may have had this experience and thought they were all isolated and alone mm -hmm. and thought they were going crazy or something. When in fact, yeah. Yeah. it's normal with people like us. <laughs> it is. But it, unless you kind of talk to someone about it, um, it can't okay. feel strange. It can't feel weird because same with our 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 uh, our, our, our gifts, our um, our connections with source, our connections with 
you know, those who are not in the physical, shall we say, yep. um, because they're not an everyday experience, because we don't experience that connection full time, people think that, you know, you're just automatically connected, like it's, you know, you open your curtain or whatever, and it's there. It doesn't happen like that. Most of our experiences are kind of limited, they're short lived, and that's because we have to get on with our human life. So they can quite, quite rapidly fade when we're experiencing this 3D world. You know, and they can seem not real. And I guess that's why we call them kind of weird and stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I like my peeps. I like my my circle of friends that get me because <clears throat> I worked in corporate America for like over 40 years and everybody, you know, I can relate. I can be a really good human. <laughs> um, I can be productive. Uh, I can relate. Um and I'm, I have discernment. I'm not going to say something like, oh, did you see that UFO the other night? You know, Because I mean? <laughs> I'm considerate of their belief systems and where yeah. they're at. And their free will, obviously. Mm -hmm. You just have to, you know, it's all about connection. And I think that our lives here, as I've gotten a little older, it's, I'm looking back and going, oh my, I could be really judgmental on myself and go, oh my God, I have been in my body all these years and I'm just getting to know myself and like who I really am. Oh, yeah. I'm really a spirit or soul inside a body. Now, how can I alchemize myself so that I'm mm. actually soul using this as a vehicle to be yes. of the greatest service to the whole, yes. right? Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what alchemy, true alchemy is. It's turning this kind of base, base metal, what we what we call base metal, which is kind of our lower cells and turning it into gold, which is bringing more of that light, more of our totality into this physical being and radiating that light. So for me, anyway, that's a true alchemy is. And I think that's what you're, you're, you're touching on there. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think alchemy is actually maybe I'm just getting this in this moment, like maybe it's our intuition. Maybe that's when source or divinity, our angels, our guides, the light can actually permeate this density and our attitude or our structured way of seeing the world. And we get these glimpses of insight and um, compassion and ideas. And where does that come from? You know, inspiration, breathing, yeah. you inspire, you know, it's spirit and it's all about connection. And so many of us get hurt. You know, we have wounds and we have disconnects. So it's a normal coping mechanism to isolate or just shut up or, you know, do whatever we can to be here as harmoniously as possible, even though inside we might be feeling pretty rough, yeah. pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So I almost think alchemy is like our intuition is how our intuition can come in and soothe us and support yeah. us and help us find our way because i always thought i was in charge you know my personality my ego i'm co-creating here i'm gonna do this and then all of a sudden life takes you over here and you're like but wait wait and then not realizing that it's for your higher good to follow yeah. it just go with the flow and i have a strong will so surrendering kind of I know. A edge that it's i need to work with Especially when you get one of those messages, you go, "No, I don't. I don't see that because we think that we know better." No, no, I, I, why would I want to know? Uh, and they're always right. Well, most of the time, exactly. anyway, you know, when you don't follow that, that's when you find that you know things end up taking a turn for the worse. In whichever way you know you want to describe it, and go, oh, "Should have listened to you after all." 
you know, what if there is a direct path? And then we go, no, I think I'll go over here. I think I'll go over there. I think I'll go over here. And that's fine. We have that choice yeah. to react to our knowing. <laughs> it just takes a while to become whole. Mm -hmm. Pull all those parts of us together and just surrender into the calm love. Yeah. It's love. It is. It's, it's it, it absolutely is, and it is. It's, it's a very hard concept, but it is. You have to just surrender. You have to just surrender. Um, and know that, you know, what's happening to you or what happened to you is ultimately for your highest good. It's it's like a fish trying to swim against the current, isn't it? Really, that's where it finds yeah. resistance and obstruction. So just go with the flow. Yep. Yeah, that's it. And and so, I guess go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to ask you a bit more of your, your history, but I want you to finish your, your sentence there. Well, I was just thinking of the word wounded healer. You know, we want to heal ourselves, And so through all of the experiences, whether it's just going to a chiropractor or an energy healer or an herbalist or a nutrition class, you know, for me, like in work, at work, work, like corporate work, I have a natural propensity to do quality work like okay so you have this business process so how can we do that faster smarter better mm -hmm. and not do rework that's my nemesis don't do rework whatever and i realized that that's what i do in in life as well i i want to feed my body nutritional food like as organic and raw and healthy as possible you know, I learned some things to take self-responsibility and I'm not doing it to be a role model, but I've noticed that my family, my son, um, my stepchildren, you know, people, apparently I can, I have influence, which I didn't know I had, you know, I, I was just doing, I was just following my inner guidance. Yeah. And yeah. Say, one day I, I was driving to work in Colorado and I heard, call Vicky. I'm like, who's Vicky? What? And I'm at a stop sign. And it was one of those things like, no. And I said, no, for weeks. <laughs> and finally, I'm at the stop sign and her house is like to the left of me. I can see it. It's like in the country, in the foothills of Boulder. And uh, so I called. I finally said, okay, I will do what you want. <laughs> and I called and her outgoing message was, Hi friends, I'm out camping right now, but if you want to have an energy clearing, please call Jean. So I'm like, hmm. So I called Jean and I had an energy clearing that afternoon. It was lovely. It was perfect timing. It was like a birthday gift to myself. And what I realized while I was laying on the table was, oh my gosh, the energy work clearing that they are doing with me now, Jean was, is giving structure to what I do naturally. So I wanted to, I was invited to take the class at multi-dimensional body balancing. And I had taken a myriad of energy work courses before. Um, and it's just almost like, um, now I would akin myself to be like a highly skilled nurse that's in an operating room and someone needs something, I can pull from that energy work or this or that, you know, I, I have a lot of, tools yes and it's it's like whatever someone needs in the moment spirit will direct me and i follow it and i will share 
what I hear and what I see. And that's the common denominator through all of these energy work courses that I've taken. The uniqueness of me, I guess, is that I would share what I hear and I see. And I didn't know that it was valuable. I didn't, I just, I don't know. I didn't think about it. It was very innocent. Mm. So what I think, going back to the word alchemy, is that it's like soul homeopathy. It's almost like spiritual alchemy where when I share what I hear and I see, when working with someone, whether I'm touching them or not, I mean, it's long distance, it, energy mm -hmm. is everywhere, yeah. that somehow that, that, it does it, not me. I just get to be the messenger, like the mediator between yeah. what you need and what, what is for your highest and greatest good for yourself and for all concerned. It's not just about you. It's about for you, your wife, your family, your worker, co-work, all of it. It's like, I don't know. The divine knows, but I don't know. They have a, they, 100% pure divine light, has a perspective broader than I could yes. ever have, you know, myopic view here being in a human body. Mm -hmm. But as I'm the vehicle for these messages, these divine flow messages that come through, kind of like when you're a kid and someone's reading you a book or a story, you kind of like can go there in your inner world, mm -hmm. your imagination. And somehow, and I don't know how, and I would love to know how, <laughs> that by sharing what I see and I hear, healing occurs. Or it's actually transmosis. I used to say it's a made up word. And I had a friend recently say no, because I was working, I was doing Reiki on someone and I heard the word. And so I wrote it down so I'd remember. And then no one could tell me what it means. And so I thought, all right, let me research this trans transformation, transmutation, osmosis, you know, what mm -hmm. is transmosis? And I think what happens is that the recipient of the session is uplifted in frequency and vibratory rate to the level of source that is most appropriate for that person at that time. Uh -huh. Right. Okay. Right. And That's... so it's a divinely appointed thing and it's new. And so I'm kind of like a safari, you know, breaking new ground and bringing this word out to the world now and um, offering my services. If it works, great. If it, you're drawn to it, great. And it's yeah. it's a gift. It's um, it's an appointment, apparently. <laughs> yeah, divine that, appointment. That sounds yeah, it sounds fascinating. It really does. Um, and as I said, as a healer, it's always something that I'm looking for, something, you know, to help transform and, you know, add to my, another kind of feather to my cap or whatever you want to call that. But um, so how did this, how did it come about, you know, because I obviously I know the story. I take it this took place after, um, well, maybe we need to go back a little bit because you were mentioning there the multidimensional aspect, the multidimensional transformation healing. So um right. maybe we need to get to that there so that the way we can get okay. to how you got this inspiration to and how you came up with the term transmosis so it came to me and this was in the 90s really a long time ago early 2000 i heard the word transmosis and i didn't do anything with it i just thought thanks for sharing thank you i don't know what to do with this and and now <laughs> now i'm in santa fe and uh santa fe 
New Mexico has an energy from the planet that is, um, it either embraces you or it spits you out. And I've done a lot of inner work. And so mm -hmm. it's just refining that. And so, you know, is it a marketing name? Maybe. But how do I describe what I do? Because sometimes someone needs access consciousness bars. And I don't know if you're familiar with that work. Are you familiar I, I, with that? I, I was listening to what it was, but just for the purpose of this interview, could you just talk about yeah. that? Because once again, that's another interesting modality. Gary Douglas and Dane here, H-E-E-R. Um, Gary's the founder of it, and he it's he brought it through to the planet. And it is um, reflexology, the points on your feet are for your body. And access consciousness bars, think of like a prison bars, <laughs> are your limitations that we put upon ourselves that we have. And so there are 32 points on the head that when you hold them gently and you say the clearing statement, which boo, goes right over your head, it's like, I'll say it, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, shorts, boys, povads, and beyonds. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm sure you're saying, what the hell am I saying? <laughs> and what it does is it actually clears from all these points of view in life. So it's for your life, whether it's um, healing or aging or all our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, we contract, energy contracts when we're in fear. Mm. And so when you have all this energy come up, that is from this life or a previous life, you don't even need to know the story. You just clear it. And it's almost like gravity just lifts it off your body. It's so cool. It's so easy. And so you just lay on a bodywork table and the practitioner holds these points and thinks or says it out loud, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine, povets and beyonds. <laughs> and it clears it. It just clears your stuff. And what's so beautiful is that any thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you and I have in common, if you were the recipient and I was giving you, you know, giving you the treatment for bars, it clears it for you, but it also clears it for me, as mm. well as 150,000 other people on the planet that have that same thought, feeling, emotion, consideration. Wow. I highly recommend it. It's a great gift to yourself and to your family and to your clients. Um, but... I ask. So I use applied kinesiology. I, that's mm -hmm. the thing. You have to ask. You have to ask what's in my highest and greatest good here. Yeah. What is in this person's highest and greatest good? And I just went up to Colorado a couple weeks ago and worked on my son. And he, transmosis healing would be too whatever. It didn't it, it, like homeopathy. You don't you want it to resonate at the exact right potency so that it clears it and returns it to neutral. You don't want to be all charged, positive or negative. You want to be in your heart. You want to be neutral so that you can receive these messages from the divine. But access consciousness just clears energy that limits you so that you can return to your absolute infinite self. And there's body processes as well. There's a whole bunch of information with it. But it's serving consciousness and it's easy and it's um there they if you if you ask a question it expands energy if you ask a question that's like a closed ended question yes or no it contracts energy mm -hmm. and the whole point is for us our bodies to have energy to flow and to remember that we are this expanded being 
So access consciousness is amazing. And sometimes I do use the clearing statement during a transmosis healing session. Um, I also use um, my pendulum and I check the chakras to make sure the chakras are all open. And if they're not, then we use, we send energy with our right hand and we receive with our left. So the person's yeah. laying, right. And so a person's laying on the table and we want to remind the body that it's okay. So I use a pendulum like biofeedback over each chakra to see if it's open or closed. And I've worked with the pendulum long enough to know that for me, when it goes in a circle, it's open. And when it goes back and forth, it's closed. So let's say some are open, some are closed, whatever on the person send energy over. And this is healing touch. You send energy in the field over the root chakra and you have your left hand over the sacrum sacral chakra. And then mm -hmm. as soon as you feel energy in the left hand, you know, it's connected because we're sending energy up. And so you do that. I do that for the whole person. And then if we're long distance, I'm the surrogate and I just check it here and clear it here. So I'm all about teaching people how to do it for themselves. So if you're feeling off or weird and you don't know what's going on, just don't, you don't have to do the pendulum, but you could just, you know, clear yourself. Yeah. yeah. So the energy flows. Brilliant. I, I love it. I really do love it. Love the fact that you're just sharing this with people so that they can do it themselves as well, instead of reserving that and going, no, well, you know, it's whatever, you know, I just, I just love that because I'm kind of all about that as much as possible, empowering people to do this themselves instead of looking, okay, yes, what you're doing is, is obviously unique and fantastic and amazing, but um, that's simply because it was gifted to you, but obviously now you're at a point where you're trying to go, how can I share this? How can I get other people to do this? Because obviously then the tension is not just on you. It's, it is, I don't mean unfortunately, it's great and you're a fantastic person, but um, I guess you're, the impression that I get off you is that you're not um, someone who wants the spotlight to be on you. It just happens to be on you because you're the only one who kind of knows this here. So that's kind of what I'm all about. I'm all about trying to empower people, you know, and say, look, don't focus on me. Focus on the message. Focus on this. Do this yourself. You know, I'm, I'm no different. Go off and do what I'm doing, you know, breathe or, you know, get in touch with your feelings or whatever the case may be, you know, so that you can yeah. access these higher states of consciousness. Yeah. So that's what I really get about you. Thank you. I, I'm, I need to, I, I, I'm feeling the pressure internally to really put it forth through, I don't know, online course, something that's not like overpriced too, so yeah. that it can, so as many people as possible can become empowered. And mm -hmm. the other gift I want to share from access consciousness, and I know we were going to talk about it, but I'm just going to plug it for a second <laughs> is the Magi within unlocking the gifts of the inner self. So this is, this tool that I want to try and articulate and share here is in the book. And I think under the energy chapter or something, but um, we, we know what we know. We do know, but we deny it or we have doubt or fear gets in the way, that kind of thing. Right? So you can be a pendulum or a divining rod, like finding water, whatever. Yes. And no, you, you can be that for yourself. And so typically, if you ask yourself a question that you know the answer to is true, you can ask yourself like, 
like I could say, um, is my name Tracy Wittit? And my body is telling me, because I'm feeling it up here, it kind of like gives me a sensation here. And I mm -hmm. think it's actually the, the, the biology, the nerve plexes are like, yes, that's true. Because <laughs> your body will not lie. It knows what's yeah. good for it and what's not. And our mind can override that and say, oh, I think I'll have the chocolate cake instead of the apple, you know, whatever. <laughs> but you can ask questions and get the answer. So it's called the heavy and light tool. So when something's true, you feel the energy almost lift off your body like gravity. It just lightens up. It's truth. Yeah. And then if it's false, typically it feels heavier. And it's like when you're in fear, or your gut's just like, Argh. that's usually your body telling you no. So that's so simple that you could just ask yourself you don't have to do it out loud so people think you're cray cray but you can think thoughts and ask a question and get the answer yes or no and you do this through practice you just practice it and notice when you follow the truth for you how much greater your life is how simple how easy yeah. it is and when it's false and you override it and you go no i'm gonna eat the whole chocolate cake <laughs> and then you don't feel good <laughs> <laughs> you know, just as a silly example. Yeah, no, you know, I, I understand. You do? Okay, good. I was trying to articulate it. So the truth so doesn't I'll, lie, I guess. It That's it. When you're when you you'll know I've talked about this before. You know, if you're searching, if you're seeking for answers, you'll know it because you'll know what the truth feels like. It'll feel true to you. It'll feel true. This is it. It's about our feelings. Once we understand what our people go, your feelings. Because we don't understand these things it's all about your feelings this is your intuition your guidance you know you'll it'll feel true so it's just exactly what you're saying it will feel true you'll yep. if it doesn't feel true then you'll know that it's, it's it's not for you or it's a lie whatever the case may be yeah anger anger is a feeling that i've had before and i've noticed obviously everybody i'm in a human body i felt it but i don't like it and when yeah. i feel anger it's my body letting me know something's not right here. Something's either I'm going against my own knowing or truth or what feels good to me, or I'm in the wrong environment, wrong relationship, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. It's like, trust yourself. That's really the message is to trust yourself. And that's my message to me <laughs> to trust myself <laughs> that I do know what I know, even though I yeah. thought I was a fish in water and I didn't know that I knew things that I have intuition. And it's practical divinity, you know, it's, it's what it is. It's practical divinity. Yes. It's like we are human, but there's a part of us that is divine and who's driving the car. Is it, yeah. is it the divine part or is it the human part? You know, you want to rise up to joy and happiness. And sometimes our chemistry is off and we don't have those feelings, but through support, um, through, allopathic or complementary care methods you can work through those feelings and and navigate your life it's yeah. almost like a, a life manual our body is a vehicle of our life and we, yeah. we follow it i don't know about karma i don't know why that just popped in but it's like sometimes people get illnesses and why you know is it that they polluted their body so much maybe not maybe they inherited things through their dna through their mm. through their genetic line, their ancestors. And I've found that when I work with people doing transmosis, that 
that's the number one issue is clearing out our ancestral lines of yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah there, there's so much, I guess, you know, um, the more you kind of know about this stuff, <laughs> you, then you begin to realize how little you actually know. There's so, so much that, you know, once you go and go, oh my God, I really don't know anything, you know, because it's just exactly. so much like Carmen, how complicated a subject that is. And it's, it's crazy. And I guess one of the things that I wanted to ask there is, um, you know, this concept of, because it ties into karma as well, of, of our pre-incarnative choices and lessons that we want to experience, which for me, I don't know if you would agree with this or you have any thoughts about this, are programmed by our higher selves for us to go through. So I'm kind of wondering um, about the lessons that we need to understand um that the lessons we need to take into life the illnesses that we need to experience to learn to grow and evolve from that and i guess wondering you know um about clearing those traumas those karmas those ancestral um whatever um and those pre-incarnative choices um I'm trying to formulate a question i can't really i kind of feel like i'm dancing around the the thing but i guess we're we're healing maybe um do you think that perhaps when someone comes along with a disease or a problem that um that they have experienced is that is it healing that works um because they no longer need potentially that pre-incarnative choice or are ready to be healed from it if that makes sense yes and i don't decide it that's what happens in a session let's say it's you and i call in your guides of a hundred percent pure divine light that was what i learned in my first clearing is that if there was a changing of the guard i thought i was working with saint germain and the great white brotherhood and stuff but there was trickery in there so i think it's very important that we um manifest through our voice mm -hmm. and so you always call in a hundred percent pure divine light and ask for your highest and greatest good for yourself and for all concerned. I do the same thing for me. And then I ask you and I, if you're on the table or on Zoom or whatever, to put our personalities, our mental bodies outside the consecrated space so that we can both be as close as possible to pure divine consciousness. What happens when we have, when we're kids in this life, or if it even happened to our great, 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 great grandmother, traumas and lessons in life happen and if you looked at it in a light term like dark and light mm -hmm. light would be at level 10 and the dark would be nine and below and the beauty is that the dark never prevails the light the light always prevails so these traumas and experiences that happen in either in our life, in this life body, or in our ancestral line with our fathers, mothers, everybody, whatever happened, hardships, what happens energetically? I'm sorry if there's a sound because I've got a trash truck no, going no, by. No. Um, those energies have a life too. Everything has soul. Everything has an experience and grows, right? But those energies get stuck in the past and they keep rehashing it as if it's happening now and it's not. So in your body, in this lifetime now, 
you know, how difficult is it to be present, fully present? And it's because we have all this operating system in the background that is stuck in the past, perhaps. And some energetic experiences are bigger than others and all of that. And so we don't need to know the story about what happened to our ancestors, but obviously they lived. So things happen and energies got stuck in the past. So what this light work does is that you can call up the whole generational line, let's say of your mother's side of the family and everything's a hologram. So we place that into the separation room and we bind and gag all misqualified energies. And that would be the dark or whatever trauma, whatever is stuck in the past. And then we call in the purple transmuting flame to transmute that. That's interesting. And then it could be, I think so. But mm. the, then the class, we never gave him credit. <laughs> but the violet consuming flame, yeah, I did a lot of that I am presence work. And the violet consuming flame, there's many phrases that we use. And there were other people in my class, but I'm really wanting to bring this forth. It's almost like that class in multidimensional body balancing gave me the structure to what I do naturally. And I want to share that with others. However, they're going to take that work mm -hmm. and the light. Were you going to yeah. say that? Yeah, I was just going to ask you because um, obviously I know and I know that you know, you've talked about this when we're talking about multidimensional body balancing yeah. is that we have six or potentially seven other bodies, which may seem strange to people, but our physical is only one of them. So we're healing, when we're talking about multidimensional healing, we're talking about healing these different bodies around us. Um, and just if you would just like to talk about that rather than me. Yeah. Kind of yeah. So 1% is the outer world, our physical body, just 1%. I think it's Buckminster Fuller that said that 99% is invisible like what's going on in that 99%. Yeah. So we have a physical body that looks just like us. We have a supra physical body that looks just like us, but it's a little more refined. It's right next to our physical body. Then we have the astral body, which is our emotions. We have our causal body, which is where we hold all of our cellular memories, past lives, Akashic records. We have a mental body. So all of these holograms look just like us. And we always see them depicted outside of our body. Yeah, like an aura or something. They're really inner bodies, <laughs> you know, but so it's confusing to my mind. So then we have a mental body and then we have an etheric body. We have a soul body. These are the terms that I had learned. And, yeah. and it's confusing to my mind because I know that they're all on the inner realms, but we always depict them like it's a rainbow color outside of yeah. it, just like that. <laughs> so when we do have a trauma or an experience that gets stuck in the past, 80% of the time, those energies get stuck in the endocrine system, which are your ductless glands, the thyroid, adrenal, pancreas, uh, your nervous system, and your chakra system. And then there's other minor systems where energies can get stuck. So there is a myriad of places to go in someone's energy field. It could even be in their field. It could be even between fields. It could be between levels, layers, timelines, dimensions. I mean, it's, it's mind boggling. So I leave it up to source. <laughs> I leave it up to the hundred percent pure divine light. Okay what should we do for this person? They have this, this, and this. Cause I asked, what do you want to work on physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually? 
and I have a map basically everything that I learned in that multi-dimensional body balancing class I put on one piece of paper okay wow and I use applied kinesiology to ask what does this person need you know consecrate the session and pull that in ahead of time because sometimes people go oh I don't know whatever source says and I was like no really I want to help you as best I can so I connect with, you know, muscle testing to see what is in your highest and greatest good. And then we talk about it before the session starts. So sometimes everything shows up on that map. I circle everything. Oh, it's the endocrine system of the astral body. And it's put them in the fight or flight room or the anger room. All of these are holograms because this is a holographic universe. And so if it's your nervous system of the astral body, I kind of like in my mind's eye, like that movie called Minority Report. I pull it up on a screen and I kind of look and I see, oh, it's a little darker right there. Let's use the violet consuming flame to clean it up. And the sayings are, and I feel that if someone is in their right um, soul alignment, that they too can do this. I know anyone can do this if they chose to, but I don't want to interfere in anyone's life path. So that's why mm -hmm. we call in. 100% pure divine light. And I ask to be shown, show me what is in their highest and greatest good. And they might say nervous system of the astral body. I don't need to know the story of what happened, but we can place your body in the healing room and have the light work on it. And what eventually happens is that when soul or spirit returns to the body, into the cell, into that system, it brightens up. It has more light. And then I know that it's done it's cooked it's been cleaned spiritual hygiene so it's mysterious and it's effective and it's it's multi-dimensional because every person's different and every moment is different people don't come all the time and they don't need to it's not like therapy it's like have a session and then come back when you feel like it or yeah. in you know we'll ask come back in a month come back next year some people come you know beginning of the year just to set the year that way kind of thing so it's um it's variable it's open it's whatever source wants for that person yeah and yeah you you just you know if you clear something out of someone's body you know the universe likes of a vacuum so you want to heal and seal it with liquid golden light and these wounds look like counterclockwise spirals going into the body so after you clean them up clean clear cleanse heal harmonize and balance on all levels layers timelines and dimensions bam i mean that kind of covers it all and then once it's cleaned up heal and seal it with liquid golden light activate upward spirals and reverse any implosions or contractions or shearings things that are off center and then you anchor and hold it with divine protection of truth, wisdom, and healing love. So that's kind of a session. And it's these charged phrases that are effectively assisting the divine through the vehicle of my voice to assist the person to receive their highest and greatest good for themselves and for all concerned. And I'm not sure if your screen froze or not. So I'm just going to keep talking just in case. Um, 
This work is very sacred. It's very divine. It's hard to describe the results that people receive. The results are they feel better, they feel more aligned. Basically what we're doing is etherically, energetically cleaning up the space within our bodies and within our systems so that we can be more aligned, be in soul alignment with our vehicle, our body. And it happens physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually on all levels, layers, timelines, and dimensions. And right now, I might want to just call forth everyone who's listening or watching. Let's call in your guides of 100% pure divine light. And let's ask for your highest and greatest good to be done for yourself and for all concerned. And let's call in my guides of 100% pure divine light. And I was just doing Sorry, I have no idea what the hell just happened there. There must have been some sort of negative influence because my screen just completely crashed. This weird blue air. So I have no idea. I've never had that happen before. So I don't know what was going on. I maybe have to do a little bit of cleaning or clearing myself. Well, I think that we were. <laughs> I think we were clearing and that could have caused it to short circuit. Yeah. So I wasn't sure what was going on. So I was inviting the audience to um, have a session, a quick one on their nervous system. All right. Okay. That's what I was doing. So I was inviting everyone to call in their guides of 100% pure divine right, light. Right. Okay. Yes. And I was calling okay. in my guides well, yeah. of pure divine light. And let's ask for our highest and greatest good to be done for ourselves and for all concerned. And we're going to call in everybody's nervous system because we are experiencing a lot of stress in this world at this time, whether it's the outer world and our inner world, because we're reacting to it. So I call forth everybody's nervous system. Let's say of the astral body, because that would be the emotional body. And that kind of makes sense for the masses. And we're going to place, I'm seeing it or feeling it around the level of seven, and it should be around a zero or a one. So we're going to place everyone's nervous system of the astral body into the fight or flight room and the guides, you know, we call in the violet consuming flame, clean, clear, cleanse, heal, harmonize and balance on all levels, layers, timelines and dimensions. And I always see it kind of like a high school locker, like that, that black and white dial. And it's down to a five now and three and two one zero and when it gets to zero that's what we want we want to reset our sympathetic nervous system which is fight or flight freeze into the parasympathetic that calms it down and returns it to balance so now that we're all at zero we're going to restore reset regenerate recalibrate and integrate on all levels layers timelines and dimensions and then I ask the soul of the nervous system of everyone listening in if there's anything else that you need. And my body is saying no. So we're going to come through the rainbow light waterfall, purified and cleansed to this present time. And now we're going to return and integrate back into our bodies. Restore, reset, regenerate, recalibrate, and integrate. Huh? I can, really, I can feel that. That's so great. Thank you. Feel that, yeah, I can. That's yeah. 
Oh, it's like butterflies. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So that's just one little sequence and protocol. And there's a lot that can happen in our lifetimes to clean it up. But I, I'm working on the class. I'm working on the ability to teach self-empowerment for self-healing using this method with the light and sound. It so is. An, it's, it's so, um, so interesting and so fascinating that it definitely needs to be shared. You know, I'm not saying this to put pressure on you. You need to get out and get that done. Hurry but, up. <laughs> you know, somehow teach this, you know, to a group of people. Um, so that obviously, you know, there's more people doing this, more people being healed. Um, obviously then what we're doing then is we're, we're changing, we're causing changes in consciousness because people are no longer um, interfacing with the illusion or interfacing with this reality in that lower vibration. So therefore we're affecting the, the planetary consciousness and then we can obviously hopefully I don't know if you talk much about this or, or really know about this, but hopefully this great change that we're we're all kind of waiting for, we're all kind of uh, trying to manifest in the being can can happen a lot quicker then. Can what can happen? This this great shift, this great mass, this oh, great yeah. uh, change yeah. in consciousness. We're in the middle of it. Yeah, this density or whatever we want to call it. People call it 5D. Other people call it uh, this fourth density. We're currently in this three-dimensional interface. Um, so this this great shift in consciousness, whatever you want to call it, can can hopefully change. But even if you don't kind of you know know much about that or don't really um, you know put much kind of faith in or whatever in that, it's it, it's worth it, the benefits. I mean, does it really even need to be talked about that much? You know that we're, we're we're changing people's consciousness, or you through your teachings, empowering other people and getting them to to know your methods, so that more and more people are, are coming and, and are being changed, and therefore their whole vibration is changed. You know, just that mass change of consciousness, so we can move away from this uh, this kind of system that we're in at the minute, which is war and inequality and you know, uh, this kind of greed that we're, that we're kind of locked into so that we can hopefully move away from these kind of limiting um, states of consciousness that we currently have. Yeah, I think it's, I like to work at the individual level. Um, I think that I just thought of this, like we could work together as a group, people who want to, you know, like people have those group meditations and such. Yeah. Well, one time I did get the impulse to heal the planet you know, using transmosis healing, you know, so doing it globally versus individually. But I'm, I've always been a grassroots kind of person. And I feel like, you know, teaching each person to do it for themselves, they can teach it to others. And hopefully we just keep it as pure as possible. You know, oral traditions can dilute and things like that. And that's okay. I just think that um, if we connect with the light, the 100% pure divine light, you can't go wrong. And that will naturally increase your vibratory rate, which would naturally have your consciousness seeing things from more of a soul perspective, more from um, 5D, 6D, yeah. 12D, whatever, you know, the dimensions are because it's all one thing. So it's difficult to do that. Like I ask people, what do you want to work on physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually? Well, I think of it as all one thing. You're right. But do you have any symptoms going on, you know, or this or that that are showing up? 
because I feel that things start way farther out vibratorily in the soul body that if we don't pay attention, don't pay attention, don't pay attention, it finally manifests in the physical body. Yeah. And yes. then, yeah, you just want to clean it up before, before it becomes a problem in the physical body that you'd have to go through some rigorous purification techniques. Yeah, I, I would, yeah, I, I perfectly understand that. I would kind of um, just have a different term for it, but it means the same thing. Okay. You know, as I'm saying, I study this kind of philosophy, it's called the law of one anyway, but they would talk about these kind of really um, ascended beings. They would talk about this idea, what we experience is called catalyst. You know, on a day-to-day -day basis, and catalyst is obviously something that should promote change. So all of our experiences, our traumas, our, our things are just catalyst. And they'll first come to us in our mind, and if not further back than that. But once we don't understand that, we don't process it, eventually it comes and is offered then to the body or comes into a physical manifestation. And I guess the reason for that is because what they have explained anyway is, well, you know, nothing stops you in your tracks as much as a physical problem it's almost like being hit around the head with a piece of wood instead of a fly on your shoulder you know you're trying to brush it away so you don't pay attention to it it needs to manifest in a form in which you're really going to understand so in that case it's like a instead of a fly buzzing around you it's like a slap in the face with a plank of wood or whatever so it, it kind of the same way where you know if you don't kind of pay attention to it and don't address it and don't change and grow and evolve it's going to eventually manifest in a in a physical form yeah, to get your attention, like you're yeah. doing a slap in the face or a, a yeah. for yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah. it's, again, it's kind of difficult, not impossible, but to be present because we do have some past things going on and it's like you might have a feeling or a thought or a, an inclination, but it might not even be yours. That was the other thing in Access Consciousness. It's, it's coming through your body, so it's your thought, but it's maybe it's not. And so you can ask questions to find out, is this mine? No? Oh, okay, let me return it to sender with consciousness. I don't want that anymore. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much we could talk about. Oh my gosh. There is, I know. I want to get onto your book. Just what inspired you to, um, or how did that process come about? Because sure. you're obviously the co-author. So what what was that process? How did that come about? You know, did you, do you know these other people? What yeah. inspired you all to, to write a book? You know, and why or how did that process come about? I had a friend that I worked with and I was at the grocery store and she called me and I was in my car and she said, hey, I just had a astrological, astrological reading with Sandra Lee, this really great friend of mine that I've had for years. And it just came to my attention that we all need to work together and create something, collaborate together. And I'm like, okay. So I was asked and I responded. So we went to Sandra Lee's house and um, we didn't know what we were going to do. But then it just sort of through the four of us together talking, we're like, oh, well, maybe we could write a book and, and who would be our audience and what would be the subject matter. And we all are intuitive people in the group, the four of us. And we decided we wanted to teach people about how to access their own intuition. And um, eventually the person that spearheaded the group decided to back out. It's like, OK, so then there were three of us. And the three, one is an astrologer. I was working in corporate, but I'm an intuitive and do healing work. And then Vicky is a interior designer. So she's very creative and very intuitive as well. 
and we wrote a book called The Magi Within, and it wasn't that name originally, but it just popped in, and we all thought, yeah, that kind of describes it. You know, we're, we're teaching people, and it's a workbook. I'll show it here, but I know if anyone's listening, they won't be able to see it. It's called The Magi Within, Unlocking the Gifts of the Inner Self. Well, and we'll, we'll obviously include the links, do you know? To, okay, to okay. Thank you. It's available on Amazon, but um, I've put it into a PDF form to offer it to get it out to the world because it's like one in five million books on Amazon. So um, it's A through Z. So chapter A is awareness, B is bliss, C is creativity, D is dreams. And so it's so cool that the three of us could come together and write a book together and have mm -hmm. the same kind of style of writing. So I created a template, like here's a picture, here's the topic, K for kindness, and then we'll ask four questions. And this is kind of coming from the access consciousness world where you ask questions to expand. And so let's say like for right now, if you could think of a letter, what letter would you think of A through Z? N. You. N? N? Ooh, that's nothingness. <laughs> <laughs> and so each of us would write a chapter on nothingness, kindness, whatever. And it would have four, four questions, but you, we teach everyone to go within first. So we have this guided imagery meditation to go within then read the chapter and you would be with nothingness for the rest of the evening for you. Okay. And you could maybe read the questions and contemplate them and see how they show up in your life. And it's just a way to, to their inner world. And we, we painted paintings of each chapter because we couldn't use the Google images with copyright and such. So nothingness is um, like this dark background with some stripes, of, or or streams of light and green and gold and it's just very cool to me that's like the void yeah um, yeah you know, before, before it all comes from there so that's cool that you got nothingness so <laughs> it's a workbook and you can write in it or you can just have your own journal and it's just a method to um suggest in a fun, easy way for people to connect with themselves, like for awareness or zero point or love or heart or what. And it's, just, you know, the divine always leads you in the exact right direction that you need to go and just trusting that divine timing. So thanks. Yeah. The Magi Within, it's kind of like the three wise men, but we were the three wise women. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so I guess, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of coming to that time. So of what I'd love to do is, um, because you're such a fascinating, bubbly character, I could talk to you all day. But I know. Time's limited. <laughs> um, so what I what I kind of want to do is um, find out where people can obviously get a hold of you, find your information, you know, watch your stuff, uh, access this book. Yeah, so I have a website. It's my first and last name, T-R-A-C-E-Y-W-H-I-T-T-E-T.com. -T -T -E -T -T -E <laughs> yep. Get with it. <laughs> and it's very simple website. I try to verbalize who, who, what, when, where, why, what transmosis healing is. There's a schedule button. If you feel like scheduling a session, no pressure. It'd be great. It's always an honor. It's a very sacred time. It's a very sacred, um, space of being with someone it's very sacred that's the best word to say it and then you know there's a book page 
and you can click here and buy it on Amazon, or you could um, watch my one minute video and put your name and email in and, and then you get access to the PDF and just start using it. And I won't spam you. I basically am like, Hey, did you open the book yet? Hey, did you look at the kindness chapter? You know, and I, it's kind of like a two sentence, two sentences of um, inspiration, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely, definitely will be checking out that book, especially the chapter on nothingness. I definitely yeah. will, absolutely. Um, so what, um, have, have you any other media that you want to direct people to? Any other websites or any other social media or anything like that? You know, I, I'm, I am on Facebook, Tracy Wittett, but I created a business page um, called Transmosis Healing, mm -hmm. and it's one word and I am an author and I take down quatrains. I think Nostradamus did this too, wrote in quatrains. But I'll be contemplating and meditating in the morning and I'll hear a sentence over and over again, very short and sweet. So I'll write it in my journal. And then the next sentence comes and the next and the next. So I think I have over 500 or 600 of these by now. <laughs> I've been doing wow. it for years. <laughs> So on the Transmosis Healing Facebook site, um, there's a featured image and it's on my website, but it's also on Facebook. And then it goes out to Twitter, Instagram automatically. So it kind of saves wow. me some time. Yeah, it's a plug-in, well, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I must check that out. I'm not on any, I, although I can on social media, I'm actually, I don't have a Facebook page or a Twitter page or anything like that, but um, I'll, I'll be sure to look in them. Hopefully I can get some sort of public access to it. Um, rather than because I know like Facebook, it's very restrictive. You need to be on Facebook in order to access Facebook, but sometimes you can get a, a bit of a look. And I think Twitter is a bit less restrictive, so I'll definitely be checking those out too. So um, obviously, I was going to ask about your future plans, but we kind of already know that. I guess your plan is hopefully to develop some sort of manual or teaching yeah. course to, to 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 help people to to get them to learn this stuff. I'm wondering, you know. It must be, I guess, you weren't, who was it give you it anyway? We never talked about that. Or how did that experience happen? What was the question? The, um, how, did, how did the transmosis healing come to you? How did that concept, you know, how was it explain or not explained to you, but how was it, um, what's the word? How was it given to you? I was holding my hands over someone's torso and clairaudiently I heard the word transmosis. And so no one could tell me what it meant. So I finally researched it. And then this is, I'll read it. Transmosis, an unconscious transfer and assimilation of higher energies to raise the recipient's energy to equal the source energy. So I divinely went and got the information. And now it's um, kind of like a synergy of things that I've learned that are now forming into a session called transmosis healing and it's calling it hundred percent pure divine light it's asking for your highest and greatest good it's um asking to be shown i clear the chakras based on a pendulum and then i ask and then somehow it's clairaudient it comes to me and they'll say nervous system of the astral body or do this do that and then then i'm off script if you will, from what I learned, because with the energies of the person that I'm working with, sometimes they'll say things and I don't know 
what it means, but it means something to the person on the table or on the other side of the screen. And I've had validations over and over again. So it's a, it's sort of like me being um, the cocoon of taking all these classes. And now I'm like the butterfly, allowing it to come through me and out. And then I want to take it to the next level to teach others to be able to do it. But I don't know where everybody is at. So for me, it's like, you know, you just muscle test. You just pull out your pendulum. Well, even people who are awake and aware haven't practiced that. So I need to step back and, and mm -hmm. really step by step share what I've gleaned throughout my time so that others can practice it and do it in their own form. It's not like it has to be white and black. It's, it's like this is the foundation. Now use your divine gifts to yeah. use that information to go forth in the world and prosper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. that. That's fantastic. The fact that it's not a rigid belief system, it's not, not belief, it's not a rigid way of doing things that if you don't do it this way, well, you, you know, you're not a certified, you know, healer or, um, you know, that you're, you don't get the qualification necessary. I, th I think that's fantastic. I think that's absolutely the right way is that you provide the foundation and let it, it, it evolve for that person, you know, in whichever way that they feel once there's that word again, whichever way they feel that works for them. I think that there's too many, certainly in the, um, where I learned my kind of original healing, well, it needs to be done this way. And if it's not that way, then, you know, the kind of thing. But for me, it's like, no, I, I feel that it could be better done, you know, this way. And, you know, and just what you're saying of, of, of calling in 100%, well, I, I don't actually use that, but I call in pure love and call in pure light to assist with that healing process. But that's not something that was taught to me. It was something that intuitively felt, you know, and I, I found great work and great people. Well, oh my God, what was that? So I think that's, I think that's just brilliant. I really do. I think that's just brilliant. And I think it's completely the right way. And um, you're just saying like, here's the foundation, now go off and, you know, develop it in your own kind of way. And I, I really do. I'm really looking forward and really hoping to see that day come where there's so many people practicing this because as we talked about before the show, healing is so, so vital. And even within the show, we talked about that. Healing is so vital at this time. I think we're at a crucial point in our history with world events and there's so much to process. And even not even as we talked about on a, on a worldly level, but within everybody, they're finding so, so many people who are in desperate need of healing who are going through life-changing circumstances i find that so so many and there's so so many people that um have talked about this so i think that healing is more vital than ever in this world yeah, yeah it's like we went through we're like the first wave through the ascension process or consciousness yeah it's not like we're the first ones on the planet i mean there were many brilliant people in ancient ages too i mean it's all it's just this is our this is our reality now and so we, we've gone through all of these things, or I have, to be able to catch and receive and midwife someone into their own mm -hmm. becoming. I mean, it's really getting to know who you really are as a divine being and embracing that and loving that, loving your shadow, loving all of these things. And if you can have support along the way to help you along your path, that's great. I mean, I, I know that we Caucasians maybe don't like the 
the guru and the master and all of that because we're like, oh, my way or the highway, I know what I'm doing and all that. But I had learned through many teachers that it's nice to have someone hold your hand and, and lead you there so that you don't kind of meander so much. It can be a little yeah. more direct. Yeah. Yeah, my, so thing is, my thing is to get people to be direct, direct to source. We don't, yeah. blessings to the church, but we can access that ourselves. And and I, I want people to to feel and think for themselves and trust their knowing rather than thinking that the media and this and that out in our outer world has the story because they're kind of propagandizing the way that we see the world. And I want us to all go in and connect with our inner self so that we can be empowered and choose what's right for us. And that's what maybe the outer world doesn't want us to do, right? So we're breaking the system here. We're breaking the illusion. And I think it's the outer world and the inner world coming together now where that's the way it needs to be. We have to have these free thinkers, our, our own creativity, our own essence to put it into the energetic soup so that we can raise consciousness together. I mean, I am very Pollyanna-ish, you know, I definitely think we could have utopia here and we'll do the best that we can. Kind of like that book, The Hundredth Monkey, where, huh? you know, critical mass, eventually yes. it's just going to be the way that it is. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, that's the way I think the world is going. I don't see it as doom and gloom. I see it as we're um, coming out of the egg, you know, we're cracking through and we're, we're going to fifth dimension, whatever the terms are, you know, whatever the buzzword is, but it's really more love, peace, harmony. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. And that's just such a beautiful statement that you said there, you know, about this, the way the world is and how we can sort of navigate around that and about where we're going with it. You're right. And I guess it all depends. It, 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 it's, um, it's what you choose to focus on, isn't it? It's whether or not you choose to focus on the media and the fear mongering and the corruption and like that. And there's so many people, uh, even people within the spiritual community and people who I know who have fallen into that trap of focusing thing and even giving your power away to, right. um, to certain individuals who were supposed to come and lead us into this new world presidents and stuff like that then now i i just kind of like I, I said it did for a while and then i was like no listen you're giving your power away you're giving your power away by focusing on one person to come in and solve all this it's up to us we have the responsibility to change ourselves and to get ourselves in the highest vibration so that's what i kind of said when all of that stuff was going on i'm sure you're aware of what i'm referring to it was like no that's not that there's no help class comes within jesus is not returning again do you know for a thing despite what you may think is is somewhat jesus it's it's up to us we we need to change ourselves so i just concentrated on, on, on working to um do the shadow work do the inner work to transforming myself and letting more of that love come in and um recognizing that love can be held and found within each and every moment and to manifest and try and share that love um outwardly as much as i can even with a conversation with someone who is not open to this stuff i would just let them talk and just uh mentally project love at the end of the day so I guess what I'm trying to say is your message just resonates so much with, with my own kind of beliefs and what um, what I'm kind of trying to do in the world. So thank you so much for that there. Yeah. Um, do, do we have time to, um, 
And if we don't, it's absolutely fine because we've been doing this for quite a long time. And do we have time to go through your 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 weird and wonderful experience that we were talking about? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I, we had a conversation before we went live, so to speak, and I, I I was sharing how it was a weird experience, and we were like, nothing's weird anymore. It's just natural. It's just what it is. But this was really weird. So I'm driving. I'm driving in my car to work. I'm in Colorado and I'm going along the foothills and I'd had an energy session the night before. And I'm, I guess I'm integrating or processing, but all of a sudden, I mean, I'm driving, there's mountains, there's the road, I'm 55 miles an hour. And all of a sudden there was nothing but blue white light. That's it. No sound. It was just stillness. It was all blue white light. I was like, wow. And then all of a sudden I saw my hands on the steering wheel. And like when you go to a movie theater, there's a flat screen in front of you. And I remember thinking, wow, the veil really is thin. It really looks so real. Because it was almost like I could feel and see the inside of my car and the steering wheel and then the theater screen, but nothing else. I knew that there was stuff on the other side, but that's all I could see. And it was flat and it wasn't moving. And then all of a sudden, it went like this. It like spread out. And then the sound and the movement came in all at the same time. And I was like, whoa. So later, I'm asking a Vedic astrologer, numerologist man, elderly Indian man. I'm like, this is the experience I had. Do you know what it is? It's just like transmosis. Do you know what it is? Nobody knew. But he said, oh, yes, that was samadhi. And we normally don't do that while you're driving your car. I'm like, okay, great. And he's friends with Sai Baba. <laughs> This is the funny part. And I was like, oh, wow. So you connect with Sai Baba? And he's like, yeah. Like, I'm thinking mystical, telepathic, amazing. And he says, I go, well, so how do you reach him? And he goes, on the cell phone? <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you guys are friends in the 3D world. <laughs> you talk to him on the cell phone. I never thought of Sai Baba having a cell phone. <laughs> That is just such <laughs> it's so it's, it's so funny because we, we we tend to look for the mystical in everything and sometimes it's just a practical thing. <laughs> it's on the other end of the cell phone. I felt so innocent. He, so he's tuning his mind, his vibration, and he's receiving these <laughs> <laughs> telepathically, you know, he communes with you in your dream space and your meditation. But no, it's oh. like Hey dude, how's it going? <laughs> Brilliant, absolutely amazing, fantastic. Um, God, there was something else that I wanted to ask you there, and it's completely <laughs> went out of my mind. I just want to say, Tracy, it's been an absolute honor and a privilege to have you on. I've enjoyed so much connecting with you. I've enjoyed your bubbly personality, and I think that's why you, um, at even at your age, that you look so fantastic because of that humor that you have about you. Absolutely. You. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been an absolute honor. It's been a pleasure. And you know what? I'm, I'm actually just thinking about that experience there when you were doing that clearing where um, the computer went completely down at my end and you took over hosting duties for <laughs> a little bit of time. So maybe that's yeah. an indicator to you that, you know, potentially that you maybe um, could expand in another field um, and maybe do YouTube videos or something like this yourself. Yeah, I have a few, but I haven't 
I haven't done that yet. I'm really actually very shy. So it's easy to talk one-on-one. -on -one. And when it's live like this, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know who's listening. Know. Um, you know, access consciousness last tip is if you feel judged, normally we contract fear, you know, we get smaller. But if you feel judged, just expand your energy out really big because it's like turning on a light in a dark room. It just goes away. It doesn't matter anymore. So that was my point about the live audience and people might be judging me or whatever. It's like, I'm just going to expand my energy so I don't feel it and notice yeah, it. Yeah, beautiful. Be who I am, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's not something that this is not something that I ever wanted to do. I only joined much because it was a way for me to distribute my podcast, which was me just talking and offering spiritual advice and insight. So I thought, okay, right, well, I'm not being on this. Just, I'm not being a guest in anyone's show, and there's nobody <laughs> next thing. A whole range of people. I was oh my God, what do I know about? What do I know about um, interviewing people? I, I'm not an interviewer. I'm not somebody I don't want this, and I almost ran away from it. But, um, like, I, I, uh, like, a few I think years ago. I think yeah, well, yeah, they did. This is what I'm getting to. Um, a few years before that, um, I had I'd only got my website, and on my website there is there there still isn't well there is kind of now because they publish these uh, interviews and stuff. But on before that, there was absolutely no information about me on my website. There wasn't even a picture of me. I didn't even disclose my gender. Nothing about me because i was very shy i don't like social media but i also wanted the messages what it started over the channel messages um to stand for themselves rather than someone focus on me as a person but at my spiritual kind of development um, we would have kind of uh, me and a few friends or a few friends and i excuse me to use proper grammar um would have kind of conducted zoom sessions to um to develop our mediumship and our psychic abilities. So we would give, give each other readings and then we would just kind of talk. And I just felt that I needed to grow. I needed to expand at the time. And I was just frustrated and I found that's okay. I'm interested in doing mediumship, but I, I feel it limiting. I want to grow beyond that. And um, hadn't even done a podcast yet. And I was kind of venting my frustrations to the, the to the few friends and one of them got a message through to say like tell me he needs to do videos um <laughs> like we know you can talk but you need to go and do videos and i was like oh no 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 way no way so because at the time i'd only got my website and revealing myself publicly was the furthest thing from my mind so yes once again this was spirit coming in and, and saying to me so as i said once people started requesting a guest spot on my show podcast whatever you want to call it i said well maybe now is the time to actually fully embrace this and you know do video interviews so uh, and now from there as i said it's not something that i wanted to do and from then on i joined this app called wisdom i was invited to um be a part of this wisdom app which again i thought it was just another thing for me to go on and do my podcast it was an audio thing you talk into your phone and so it said record a kind of short message, which I thought I was doing. So I was recording this short message. And when I looked at the screen, I was horrified to see that people were listening in life. I was like, wow, oh, there's people listening to me. Um, it was, that's okay. Just keep calm. Just leave, keep on, you know, recording a message. Just hit the end button. And before I could do that, um, 
that wisdom is something which people can join into your show. It's kind of like being a radio talk show. So on my screen, I see a notification. You have one guest waiting to join. <laughs> Pete of sweat. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do. So, yeah, I, I, I'm very much like you. I'm kind of very shy. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, I've been thrust into this role. So, yeah. as I said, never kind of doubt your abilities you have so much to offer this world and i i would love to see you in a more public format giving videos or, or doing something like this here so yeah i think it's so much it. i'm working yeah. up to it i mean i had a business coach here in new mexico and she said you need to get in front of other people's audiences and i'm like oh heck no you know <laughs> um, and then i think i searched maybe i don't know how i found found pod match but i saw you and i, I was very intrigued so even though you didn't want to give your gender or your face or any of that, I was like searching for you. It was like a magnet. I was like trying to find and connect with you. And so that's why I sent you the message and I was so pleased that you said yes. So it's really yeah. cool. It's divine. No. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I know. And as I said, it's been an absolute honor and an absolute privilege. I've connected with you so much. Um, I've enjoyed just having this light-filled, bubbly conversation. <laughs> And I, I do want to stay in touch with you, um, sure. if you don't mind. So, yeah, um, yeah I guess, because we could go on all day, giving each other, throwing throwing virtual bouquets to each other, couldn't we? <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're throwing our love and praise. No, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I know, probably should have saved this kind of love fest for after the interview. I guess people would be kind of wondering now what's going on after this show. <laughs> But yeah, like it's, it's been an absolute honor. It's been an absolute privilege. And thank you so much. And I'll be sure to publicize um, everything that you're doing. Obviously, when I, when this event goes, um, well, it is live here, but especially when I release it in a more public kind of format. But Tracy, thank you so much for agreeing to do this here. It's been an honor, a privilege, thank and so just continue to shine your light. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're delightful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you.